0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 102 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Dr. Narav Shah, the CEO and founder at Alertive Healthcare. Without further ado, let's bring them on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited for, for us to link up. I'm excited that uh, Andrew from uh, Vituity connected us. Uh, he, he's been a, been a great connector of uh, future future guests. So I'm excited that we're able to have this opportunity to speak and for our audience to learn more about you. I think we should dive right into it. Let's do it. Uh, I'd love if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah. So, so my name is Arab Shah, founder of Alerted. We make remote monitoring software specifically for chronic and higher acuity patients. I'm a stroke neurologist by training. I trained all over the U.S., uh, went to med school at IU in Indiana, Miami for residency, UCSF for fellowship, and then I moved to Seattle where I became stroke director of a healthcare system called Swedish, which is owned by Providence. And then I left practice almost two years ago specifically to start working on remote monitoring full time. And the, the reason why I left is that in my system of care, where we took care of 2000 patients with a stroke every year, trying to get them back into the clinic to monitor and manage their blood pressure was a nightmare. Our wait times were getting longer. There was just no way to get these people back. We couldn't coordinate this care across cardiology or primary care or endocrinology. And so it seemed like a very solvable problem. And, and so I set out to start building remote monitoring for my patients, patients with Medicare, patients who had access to care, who were on meds, um, and a really different user base than, let's say, what Lavongo serves, which is 51-year-olds who are Home Depot or Delta employees. And so at the time, it seemed a little bit, you know, contrarian. People didn't think stroke patients would be able to use an app. Ultimately, we started working with stroke patients and cardiac patients and kidney patients, and, you know, it turns out they will, if they have the right provider connectivity, and and they're showing up to healthcare, they're pretty engaged. And and so that's how we got off the races. By luck, or timing, Medicare started reimbursing for remote patient monitoring in late 2018, and then set out new reimbursements in 2019, and then more in 2021. And so it's just been the perfect time to start working on this. Um, We've been fortunate to have great investors and a great team who's really working on this with me.
0: Very interesting. Yeah. We, we were laughing in our kind of intro call the other day about uh, your CTO. I, I've, I've spoken with him in the past and, um, you know, he, he has a, a background that comes from Improvada, which obviously a mm-hmm. uh, big company in the health tech space. Um, yeah, you have a great team and I love, I love both the the brand, your website, uh, the area that you guys are in within healthcare, and I'm excited that you know we have this opportunity to speak. Can you talk a little bit about the? I mean, you gave us a good highlight, uh, an overview, but like the what what platform you you offer, what product you offer uh, to your yeah. customers?
1: Sure, sure, sure. So so our customers are healthcare organizations. That basically means hospitals and clinics that have doctors, nurses, PAs, and NPs. And our goal is to help them provide care anytime, anywhere. And so our byline is we want to make healthcare within reach. And that's kind of my co-founder Jorge's sort of slogan that he came up with. And I I think it's a really good one. And so what we do for the providers is give them the technology, software, the access to mobile app for their patients or an SMS-based platform to connect patients to remote monitoring hardware, whether it's a blood pressure cuff or an ECG or a glucose monitor that's either Bluetooth or cellular and connect that data to the cloud and then curate that data so that the providers don't get bothered with alerts. So as, as many people might know, this notion of, of alert fatigue with EHRs is, is pretty common as a buzzword. And so we decided to lean into it, right? Because the goal is not to alert people just for the sake of alerting them, that there should be something that one does. And so when I was in practice and a lot of ED docs like Andy Smith and the team at Vituity know this really well, getting pinged about someone with a palpitation in the middle of the night from a cardiac monitor is very frustrating because there's nothing to do about it. So you have the liability as a provider, which is fair because that's what you're doing work for, but you also need to be protected. You need to get sleep and rest so you don't burn out. And so in my experience, when I was at Swedish and we we're trying to think of how to drive you know, cardiac monitoring for post-acute stroke patients at risk of AFib in our system, we couldn't because everybody's just worried about who's gonna have to deal with this data. And so ultimately we realized that companies like Medtronic and iRhythm were kind of helping providers um, outsource this to to service lines that would basically be third-party data monitoring services. And so we built that. And so in a nutshell, we try to be everything a provider needs start to finish from hardware, software, technology, broker, provider, and manager as well as billing, which is a key kind of differentiator to
0: drive remote care home. And how long has it been since you started the company? Um, can, you give, can you share more details, I guess, regarding the, like, I guess what I'd like to know too is when did you know you wanted to start Alertive?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, 2015 is when I, we first had the idea. I was still in fellowship is on the heels of a really important clinical paper called SPRINT. SPRINT was an international paper about hypertension. And then in Miami, I trained with with a group of stroke neurologists who were responsible for the Northern Manhattan study, which is a big epidemiology study based in New York. And basically what I knew from some of that work was that we were really bad at managing epidemiologic risk factors, things like blood pressure, diet, lifestyle, for not only primary prevention of stroke, but also the secondary prevention. And so now, you know, I told my chair at the time then that I'd like to go to SF and learn about technology. Prior to all of this in college, I worked on brain computer interfaces. So I really truly believe that the right technology can scale healthcare and, and clearly there aren't enough providers whether it's doctors, nurses, or you know any of the other types of providers. And so sitting at UCSF thinking about wearables, I was working this AFib project that is essentially what Apple successfully did well before we did. Uh, it seemed to me that we're gonna be really behind based on this new, really landmark study sprint and like remote Bluetooth blood pressure was gonna be the way to solve it. And so that's really where we had the idea um, because it seemed like such a solvable low hanging fruit that just no one was interested in. And then while I was at Swedish, I had the lens of insurance plans. I, I could call them and say, look, why would you just pay for this? And no one, no one was interested. And so I was trying to think of the payment model You know, reimbursed for the solution that I really cared about. Um, And finally, when Medicare paid for it, it just became really straightforward. Because by that point, I'd already piloted, I'd done a a few studies, one in a skilled nursing facility for readmission reduction with Jorge, and then another across a few hundred patients. And so those are the kind of proof points we needed as we kind of unwrapped the onion, right? But layer by layer, de-risking each part of the concept.
0: What are some of the things that I guess you're most excited about as we head into 2021. Crazy year last year, right? With the, the pandemic, uh, we're still not out of the woods, but in, in terms of your business, what are you most excited for as we kickstart this year?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great question. So so for me, what I think is going to be increasingly exciting is is sort of the privilege and opportunity we got last year. So we got to do contact tracing for a number of systems. We did all the contact tracing in quarter two and three for Dell Medical and Austin. We did COVID monitoring for independent living and nursing homes in Seattle area, and that that early brand building that we did, uh, early, you know, initially at the time, that so like, you know, could have seemed like a pivot, but we felt like we had to do something reasonable in space. We had an architecture that was designed to do contact tracing on day one, and so that taught us a lot and gave us a lot of uh, insights from where we thought healthcare would go. Late last year, and we we're just talking about this a little bit, Medicare announced Walls. I think for us, what we're pretty excited about is real time, home based, hospital based care, um, because that's where we think the world's gone. We think healthcare is going to shift home with, you know, hospitals in general struggle to stay um, full in the right way, right? Some of the patients that we don't want in the hospital, in my case, those are TIA patients, low risk stroke patients um, that shouldn't be admitted because they cost money and they're exposed to all these risks of other infections, right now that infection risk is COVID. I think we can get those patients home. And that's part of why you know a group like Vituity is not only invested, but partnered with us on, on these types of endeavors. If we could protect the emergency department, help those ED docs send patients home that don't need to be in the hospital, that helps reduce their liability, provides better care, and it'll be better margins for the system. And so this is what people, you know in general refer to the triple aim. It's just very hard to find those three things in the same bucket.
0: And you and I have talked about you know, this is really your intro podcast of having you come on and share a little bit about Alertive and give us that quick snapshot of the company, right, and yourself. But we want to have you come on uh, on several occasions to talk about more specific topics, like you just broke down uh, in greater detail, acquisitions and some some other topics as well. So we're excited for for that opportunity, and this is a, a great. Uh, kind of welcome to, to Slice of Healthcare and uh, welcome to our audience so they get to know you a little bit. Where where can they learn more about Alertive uh, if they want to go investigate on their own?
1: Yeah, thanks, shared. So they can go to alertive.com, A-L-E-R-T-I-V-E.com. So it's alert plus live, all one word, com. <laughs> and uh, you can always email me, com.
0: Perfect. And I'll throw some, some links into the show notes so the audience will be able to easily find your site and more. And uh, yeah, look forward to continuing the, the conversation and, and working together on some other things. But thanks again for, for joining me on the Slays of Healthcare podcast.
1: Yeah, happy to be here. We'll do this again, hopefully often.
0: Thanks. Hey, everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. BlockHealth is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the BlockHealth platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing related costs. Organizations can use Block Health as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, Block Health works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B L O C H E A L T H.com and follow them on their social channels at Block Health. Thanks for listening.